You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. Until we can walk abroad and recreate ourselves, until we can stroll along the streets like boulevards, congregate in parks, free from fear, our families mingling, our children laughing, our hearts joined, until that day, we have no city. The first and perhaps only great mayor was Greek. He was Pericles of Athens, and he lived some 2,500 years ago, and he said, all things good of this earth flow into the city because of the city's greatness. Well, we were great once. Can we not be great again? Could not something empower me? to find in myself the strength to have the knowledge to summon up the courage to accomplish this seemingly insurmountable task of making a city livable. There was a palace that was a city. It was a palace. It was a palace and it can be a palace again. A palace in which there is no king or queen or dukes or earls or princes, but subjects all, subjects beholden to each other to make a better place to live. Is that too much to ask? Are we asking too much for that? Is it beyond our reach? Because if it is, then we are nothing but sheep being herded to the final slaughterhouse. I will not go down that way. I choose to fight back. I choose to rise, not fall. I choose to live, not die. And I know, I know that what's within me is also within you. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Groovathon's third annual Nothing But Groove and Gratitude special. I am Tony C., and as always, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth, a big sky Cubano, without whom the show would be far <laughs> less than half as good as it is, father to two, Gramps Master Flash to one, and my good friend, Los. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Of course, every Groovathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and increasingly around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? How was your Christmas? I'm doing great. Christmas yeah, was great. Everything's great. Everything was good. Family's all good. Everybody's happy, healthy, and uh, chugging right along. I feel like I won the lottery. There <laughs> you go, baby. Me too. I've said it, said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. I, I, there's no question about it. I celebrated Christmas, of course, in the uh, traditional New York Jew style with uh, Chinese food in the movie. Or in this case, uh, actually, I, I finished off uh, season five of uh, Ray Donovan. Uh, I've, I've cordoned off New Year's Day for the six new episodes of Peaky Blinders. Oh, hey, I'm all caught up. I, 
I, I was into that show before anyone. out of it. I was. I told people about that show when the first season came out. I was on that. I was there. I'm original. Day one. Yeah. I thought. Well, my daughter is a big fan of that Killian Murphy guy. Yeah. He was in the Batman movies. Yes. My and mom when I saw him, well. I'm like, oh, my daughter likes this guy. I'll see what this series is all about. How great the just the from a visual and audio thing. It, yeah. Visually, it is stunning. It's 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 a show you can smell. Oh, you know when <laughs> when they're when they're in Small Heath and I see the coal the coal yeah, smoke. You, you I, like, the I start. <laughs> their musical yeah. scene is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. It is absolutely <laughs> awesome. So we have now been away for almost I think three and a half weeks, which I I'm pretty sure is our longest hiatus between shows since we started doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Back in April of 2015. Wow. I know. Well, I promise you all that the growing fondness of your hearts during our absence will not go unrequited because today's show is stuffed to the hilt with tons of groove to play and gratefulness to say. All right. All right. As well as Webster and Oxford both failing to word up in 2017. Fox News managing to transform my feelings of schadenfreude into genuine gratitude. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame finally freeing me up more of my time so that I can focus on stuff that really matters. Plus, we're going to try and muster up hope for the new year ahead while conjuring reasons to be grateful about the year that's almost over. And once again, I am going to ponder the question, if luck is the residue of good design, how is it possible for me to have had so much of it? Of course, all of that is going to be lovingly embraced by the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the earth. And in this case, most of which is from some of the coolest cats I have ever had the pleasure to know. Skizzy Dad. Damn Skippy. And after the first set, I'm going to have my annual rundown of all the folks ranging from past chums of mine to current all-out pals of mine whose groovy tombs kept a smile on my face no matter what else was going on in the world. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood, Florida. That means it's just past 9 a.m. on the Big Island. Aloha to Paula, Mike, Melanie, and the rest of the Kau crew. Just past 11 a.m. in Ensenada, Mexico. Saludos to Omar, Renee, and especially to Dessa from Uncle Tony. Just past 1 in the afternoon in Belize, shout out to my fellow groovy Ubi Catamount, Alex Levin, who's getting his artistic swirl on in the jungles down there. Just past 2 o'clock as well on the island of Cozumel, where my dear friend and fellow Calhoun Cougar, Joanna K, is maxing and relaxing. Just past 7 at night in Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, and the rest of Western Europe. Shout out to Sean on the Emerald Isle and Phil on the Blessed Plot. Of course, that means it's just past 8 p.m. where? What? Well, that's right. Petingistan, Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> Where my friend Duncan lives along with his clan of Irish Vikings. Duncan's actually been a pal of mine since I was 11 and living in Dublin. And finally, it is just past 10 at night in Istanbul, Turkey. Where I am sending a massive shout out to Rebecca Celeste, who once again is repping the groove from one of the few places to legitimately have claimed the moniker, the crossroads of the world. Although... To be honest with you, there's only Times Square. That's the crossroads of the world, and the rest of these places can be 
you know. Or whatever. I'm, I'm happy with whatever we are. Glorified sandbar. I'll take it. It's nice out right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you know what? It was, it was, drizz- it was pissing a little earlier, but, little, but yeah, I'll tell yeah. you something. No, it's fine. This time of year. Oh, it's nice. I got it. This is the time of year that makes you grateful. You're down here. The it's last one, couple of days on my days list. Have it's on been my list. Spectacular. Yeah. Upper seventies. A Mahaya. I just, there it is, baby. Yo, you got uh, the first round prime for the locked and loaded. And saddle up and stick around because we ain't got nothing but groove and gratitude queued up for today. It's the Groove Don on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
I said that very strongly. We've got to... Now, one of the things I do early on, and I didn't say get rid of NATO, but I'm prepared to walk 
because I'm not going to let you defend other countries and keep raising your taxes. You're the highest tax people in the world. And I would say you're delinquent. Like an apartment, when somebody's with me, they owe me rent. I say, how many months? Two months? Three months? I say, you better get it quick. But they're delinquent. You call them delinquent. These countries are delinquent. Now they're delinquent. You know why? Because they think we're stupid. That's why. Why should they pay? You know, you look at the Ukraine. We're always saying, we'll fight, will this, will that. I don't hear any country over there talking about the Ukraine. It's always us talking. We're paying 73% the cost of NATO. You have 28 countries. The United Nations. When was the last time you saw the I built a building right opposite the United Nations. Probably destroyed the building's value if they leave. I don't care. I don't care. I no longer care. I care about this. This is the big picture, folks. This is the big picture. wants you to pay the rent you must lay down 100% it's in the numbers that's how things get done but just to keep from going under got to look out for number one you don't stop those dirty tricks you would get the old 86 it's in the numbers how things get done but just to keep from going under got to look out for number one it's not in the card the palm of your hand so hidden unconscious you can't understand it's not in the stars listen to me it's as simple as one two three it's the truth ain't
What's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Walters is our agency, right? True. Karen Lewis is our agent. Word up. Zakia and Fourth and Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. Our Rush Town Management. So check this out. 
since we talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid and paid and paid. of a master plan this ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand so i dig into my pocket all my money spent so i could deep up still coming up with lint so i start my mission leave my residence thinking how could i get some dead presidents i need money i used to be a stick-up kid so i think of all the devious things i did i used to roll up this is a hole up ain't nothing funny stop smiling you still don't nothing move but the money but now i learned to earn cause i'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street, whistling this, feeling out of place, cause man, do I miss a pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper, me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish, but without no money, it's still a wish. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid, so I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. So now to test to see if I got pulled. Hit the studio, cause I'm paid full. Akim, check this out. Yo, you go to your girl's house and I go to mine, cause my girl is definitely mad cause it took us too long to do this album. Yo, I hear what you're saying, so let's just pump the music up and count our money. Yo, but check this out. Yo, Eli, turn the bass down and just let the beat keep on rocking. And we out of here. Yo, what happened to peace? Peace, 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 peace. These, those guys are the masters. My literally my favorite. You know, I like the Beastie Boys. I like Public Enemy. You know, those are the three that I put at the top. But Eric B and Rakim, they make the top of my list. Paid in full from their first album, Paid in Full. That was number two twenty eight on Rolling Stone's five hundred greatest albums of all time. No matter what the genre, right? You know, Rakim's the man. Before that, Savage Son by the Savage Sons. I'll be talking a little bit more about that later. Ron, before that, Ron Sunshine in the numbers. I'm going to be talking about that later as well. Then before that, yeah, by request, Drunk Trump. talking. About, nobody even knows what a trillion is. I do. It's a thousand billion. So there you go. And I did not you know, go to school for that. So You're ruining everybody's fun. I know. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Before that, Simonde, Brothers on the Slide from Promised Heights came out in 74. I played uh, – the other, another song by them earlier in the year, a Bra, which is one of those songs that's been sampled by everybody. And kicking off the show, a band that has restored my faith in the future of just straight up rock and roll, Greta Van Fleet. That is the uh, studio version of Highway Tune from their uh, CD it came out this year, uh, Black Smoke Rising. These guys... Uh, are from Michigan. Three of the four members of that band are all brothers, and I'm pretty sure that they are all under the age. I think the oldest one in the band is 20. They're all, you know, young. So I, I have faith in the future 
of just straight up rock and roll, man. That that band kind of, you know, that was one of those things when I when I came across it this year, and they came out because I I saw like a live thing that they did from uh, Chicago, I think, and I was immediately, immediately, I I I was just like, oh yeah, that's rock and roll, and yeah, sure, the lead guy sounds. A little bit like Robert Plant. Just maybe I, he's inspired by yeah, a, 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 just a smidgen, yeah. a smidgen like that. Mm-hmm. So, I a couple of things that I was that I noticed this year just just happened. You know, at the beginning of the year, I was trying to be uh, you know all smart and full of myself, and I was talking about various financial things. And I said that uh, I predicted that West that crude oil, West Texas Intermediate Crude, was the American uh, base crude would be over $60 a barrel. Now, at the beginning of the year, it was 57.16, and it was still on its way down. It had been going down for the last year and a half. It had topped out like 130 a barrel and somewhere at the end, beginning of 2016, and now it was, it was starting to go back down again, all right? And it was at 57.16, and I predicted that it would start going back up in the middle of the summer and eventually get back up to $60 a barrel. And on a show last month, you know, I was lamenting that it looked like I was, you know, completely wrong because it was still it had, it had basically been hovering in the 58 and change range for a little while well guess what that's right yesterday west texas intermediate crude topped 60 dollars about it went over 60 dollars about the Very other nice. thing i recently got right a couple couple shows ago i brought up bitcoin like you're right yeah we nobody was really talking about it that much at least in the it wasn't on the news all the time Right, it wasn't in the news. The people that that have known about it yeah, the, for a the, long time, the, the there's a lot of boss, excitement. The Winklevoss billionaires within, yeah, yeah. But I, I like you know, I pay attention to this stuff to a certain degree. And I brought up, I said, "What the fuck's going on? This shit's up by like three thousand dollars, going from like six to nine thousand a week. Mm-hmm. Some some ridiculous amount like that." And I said, "You know, we should keep an eye on it." Well, if you'd have bought it the day I mentioned it and sold it today, you would have made about six grand, one coin. So not bad. Not bad. You know, I got those right. On the other hand, I got gold wrong. Because I, I said that, you know, and the thing is, is that gold is basically a commodity that is fear-driven. It's a fear-based commodity. You buy, you buy gold, well, you know, as a hedge against inflation and stuff like that. And gold is so overpriced still, it, it blows my mind. But it's still pretty much the same price it was at the beginning of the year. I thought it would have gone down below 1100 I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I got that one pretty much all wrong. So you'd have lost money on that, but you'd have made up the money on the Bitcoin and the oil. You'd have made more on the Bitcoin and the oil than you would have lost in gold. So I'm still up. All right. That's not bad. Not exactly a financial advisor. That's for damn <laughs> So, the Nothing But Groove and Gratitude show. Right you on. Know, you know, this is far and away my favorite show to put together. Okay? For one thing, I don't have to do any research. Right. No research involved. I just start remembering and writing. Mm-hmm. The only research I do is like going back over the shows of the last year to kind of, you know, see how many of, of all these people I played. And, uh, you know... Every time I put this show together, you know, this is the third mm. time I'm doing it now, it, it serves as a reminder to me, you know, that I am probably the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. I mean, if only for the sheer number of friends of mine who put out dynamic and dynamite grooves. And, and I put together a list of the people I personally know, and in most cases have been friends with for a very long time, that I had the privilege, okay, privilege, privilege mm-hmm. of playing on the show. This year at some point or another. So here we go. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Well, for starters, and, you know, more. I played more of this guy on the show that, that, 
than anybody else I personally know, whether mm-hmm. I know them well or extreme, you know, just a little bit or extremely well. It's my, he's my good friend since 10th grade. And honestly, okay, he is one of my favorite straight-up rock guitarists. I love the way this guy plays. I love the songs that he writes. and I love the way he attacks, you know, the, the riff. That he writes, mm-hmm. the way he attacks it. It's my friend Alon the Frog Port- Portnoy, who has uh, toughened up, I wrote that, he toughened up eight of this year's Groovathons with five different plans, five different bands that he has played in and wrote songs for. Five of them. Of course, uh, there's the Fuzz Tones, <clears throat> okay, as well as the Waspmen, the Purple Velvets, the Headless Horsemen, and then this band I just played, uh, the Savage Sons. Okay? Now, there's another, I've got another band that he was in that from when we were in high school, and I found a clip from a TV show on cable. We used to be, used to be able to like do a cable show mm-hmm. whenever you want. I had friends of mine that did all kinds of cable shows back in the day, and I got a clip from one of them from like 89, I think, from another friend of mine later on in the show. And I found a clip of his original band when he was like 16, 17, okay. We were, okay, called The Monitors killer version of Peter Gunn and a killer version of Link Ray's Rumble. Just just great stuff, that Vox guitar. Oh, God. So, you know, he uh, he graced the show a lot. Now, I'm, I always, I can never play enough of his shit. Seriously, I just can't. Forget about the fact he's a friend of mine. I love his music. Uh, let me see who we got next up here. We got, oh, well, here we go. Paul Page, this guy I've been friends with uh, now, I guess for thirty over thirty years, we we became friends when we both started working at Tower Records uh, at Sixty Sixth Street. That's back in the summer, uh, the spring actually of eighty five. That's when we both started working. Now Paul is well; he's a premier rock and roll bassist and has been for a while. He is uh, in Ian Hunter's Rant Band. He's been with that band for several years now, and they came out with uh, a new album last year called Fingers Crossed, and I played a track off that uh, called Dandy, which is uh, Ian's homage to uh, David Bowie. You know, he wrote that after Bowie died. Now, Paul is also in another great, you know, you were talking about straight-up rock, mm-hmm. not, not art stuff, but you were saying, you know, okay, yep. he is in a band, we're going to be playing a little bit of them later on, that is that, is that straight-up rock and roll. It's got him on bass, Steve Holly, um, the, who's the drummer for Ian Hunter, who's also the drummer for Paul McCartney and Wings. Somebody called Paul and Steve Holly the best rhythm section in all of New York and possibly the entire country for straight-up rock and roll. And that band is called the Sydney Green Street Band. Oh. Yeah. And I played a bunch of stuff from mm-hmm. them, and they have a brand-new CD out called Half Live, which is exactly that. One side studio, one side's live, which is... Uh, First time I ever heard an album like that, one of my favorite albums, The Pirates, Out of Their Skulls. All right. Uh, yeah. If you want a rock and roll album, that's rock and roll. Pirates, Out of Their Skulls. You've never heard three people bitch slap you with rock and roll like that. That's the ultimate smackdown of rock and roll. And uh, I got a track from that coming up later in, this, later in the show. And he's also got this cool little side project that I discovered. Like, I didn't know. He hadn't told me about it. And I was, you know, when I got all the original... Sydney Green Street stuff. I was just doing a little homework, you know, to get all the info right. And I discovered that he's got this little side project he's in called the Retro Liners. All right. And I played a track by them earlier in the year, and it's sort of like a groovy reinterpretation. 
of 60s surf music. Oh. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. It is. You know? It's like Link Ray meets the Beach Boys meets 13th Floor Elevators. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'll give that a shot. I know. It's, it's, I've got a bunch of it. I'll, I'll stick it in Dropbox for you. I've got a whole bunch of it that I, you know, snagged. And it's cool stuff, man. I mean, there's not a lot of people doing that kind of thing. So, you know, that's always cool in the gang. Uh, next up, here you go. Talk about a genius, man. Gene Pritzker. Now, when I first heard uh, the four-song CD that he came out with uh, with his band Sound Liberation, which is back in like 98, 99, something like that, I knew immediately, immediately, okay, that this guy was going to be able to make a decent living composing, recording, and playing his music, his music. And, you know, I know a lot of people in music, but there aren't a lot of people I know that make a good living writing their own music, recording their own music, touring, being, you know, being sought after. Gene is one of those guys. Gene writes a lot of music in I can't begin to even fathom how many different styles, okay? But when I heard that first CD, I knew that was going to be the next. We were just talking about this. Mm -hmm. That was where, you know, hip-hop and, you know, new music, that was where new music was going to go. Right. Okay? And sure as the sun rises in the east, baby, Gene took it there. Groove Possessed, which is another band he's in, uh, just came out with uh, another CD, um, and then he's got, I guess, which one came out right now is, uh, Gene, and then there's, uh, Gene, Liber- Gene Pritzker's Sound Liberation just came out with right through an electric, an ecl- okay, right through an eclectic spectrum. All right. I knew I was going to get that wrong. I practiced it and yet I still knew I was going to get it wrong. Right through an eclectic spectrum. It's on composers, concordance records. Okay. And, you know, Gene's, if you like stuff. That's not like anything else, and yet, okay, draws you in, okay? Ginger Man, whatever he's putting out, whatever band he's in or he's doing, you know, because this guy, this guy logs some serious fucking frequent flyer miles because he's always going to Europe and, you know, somebody is performing some song he's composed, all right? But wait. Yeah. That's yeah. not uh- all because Gene and another longtime uh, friend of mine, Sean Satin put together a version of uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Okay, it's, and it's Sean, who's another one of these, you know, Manhattan School of Music. He, you know, he, he's one of these guys who's so good at what he does, other people seek him out so that he can teach them. <laughs> All right? That's you know? great. That's, that's basically kind of the, the litmus test to a certain degree. If other people think you're good enough that they want to learn from you, well, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Okay. So what, what Gene did is he took Sean playing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, just him on an acoustic guitar, okay, and put together basically the most far-out fucking version of the song ever, okay? It is a one-of-a-kind, okay? This, this is it. Right. He's like, they did it, sent it to me. And we're going to be playing it for the first time a little later on. And it's called Hark the Groove. Awesome. Awesome, baby. Gene, you know, Gene's one of those guys. He's basically the best thing to come along in wide-ranging music experimentation since Brian Eno hooked up with Robert Fripp and started using Frippertronics. Right? You know? And I remember back then, I wasn't that big a fan of that, of mm-hmm. electronic and 
that kind of thing. And the older, you know, over the years, I've become more, not just accepting, mm-hmm. but appreciative. Okay. There you go. That's it. Appreciative of that kind of music. And Gene really, you know, he gets it done. Another another guy that I know through another friend of mine, uh, Sal Cataldi. He's got a uh, band called Spaghetti Eastern. Spaghetti Eastern Music. He does a lot of that stuff as well. And, these, you know, Sal plays around New York a lot. So you want to look up Sal Cataldi and Spaghetti Eastern Music. Some pretty cool shit these guys are putting out. Uh, let me see. Okay. Uh, what else is there? Okay, well... Here's some instrumental greatness that I'm fortunate to have become chummy with. Rod Morgenstein. Now, Rod Morgenstein is one of the best drummers on the planet and has been so for several decades. He literally won best progressive drummer five straight years in Drummer Magazine. Okay? And won best all-around drummer twice, two different years. Awesome. Because he started out with uh, the Dixie Dregs. Okay? But after that, he's also in bands like um, Winger. He's a drummer for Winger. He also does some stuff on uh, – he does uh, Grateful Jazz, you know, which is basically – that's the Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead done the way we like it done, in a different style by somebody else. Okay, that's how we <laughs> right. like our Grateful yeah. Dead. Yes. Now, Rod and uh, Kip as well, and as well as the entire band of Winger, are represented by my brother's – uh, publishing and licensing company for musicians. It's called uh, Modern Works Publishing. And, you know, Rod has uh, Rod has had tracks from three different bands on this show this year, which is the Dixie Dregs, of course, and I got a little mm-hmm. something from them coming up in the drive groove, okay? The Jelly Jam, okay, which myself and Paul went to see. for the for, They had put out, they came up with their fourth CD last year, but they'd never toured, okay? And it's got Ty Tabor from King's X, on guitar, and and John Young from Dream Theater on bass. It's just those three guys. And these are three very accomplished and talented musicians, okay? But they'd never toured before because they just, you know, it was like they they just couldn't get all their schedules right. They had all these other things they were doing. They finally toured, and I I was in New York at the time, and so I went with Paul Page, okay, my friend. And we were sitting there, and Paul's looking, you know, we're watching the show, and he goes, you know, this is great. I don't go to shows anymore. I'm always playing shows. But he was looking at John Myung, the bass player. And John has like this huge rig and also has his own tech right there. Right. Okay, on stage. And Paul looks at me and goes, I'm getting bass rig envy. He's bass rig envy. <laughs> now, because John has like three of the exact same bass, style of bass, style, mm-hmm. type of bass. All three. So I was using one. He's got the, his tech guy back there making sure another one is perfect. For the next song. And he would swap them out like every two, three songs just so he could get it right over and over. So, you know, that's uh, that's one of those cool things. And I just got my tickets for a show that – this is a show that I'm more psyched to see than perhaps any show I've looked forward to in a decade. Wow. Okay. The Dixie Dregs are reuniting with the original lineup, okay, that uh, – that formed right down here at University of Miami in 1975, okay? And they are doing their first tour together in 40 years. 40 years for these guys. So it's uh, Steve Morse, Rob Morgenstein, Andy West on bass, and uh, I believe Alan Sloan on, uh, on violin. And the first show of the tour, the very first show of this tour is in Clearwater, Florida. Cool. And I... And there, and I already called my brother, and I said, "Look, 
Once a year, okay, I ask you for the serious hookup. All right? Mm-hmm. This one's worth three years for me. I said, you won't be hearing from me for backstage passes or free kicks or any of that shit for at least at least two years. He's my brother, so I can say, you know. Right. Okay? And I said, here's what I need you to do. I said, you got to hook me up with backstage. Okay? Because I've got a story to tell these guys about how I had an influence on Steve Morse and Rob Morgenstein's life that they have no idea about. It's a very funny story from when I was working at Tower. And he was like, no problem. He said, get in touch with me about two weeks before the show. I will make it happen. So I haven't been this psyched. This is on February the, February the 28th up in Clearwater. I'm psyched. I am psyched. Awesome. I am fucking psyched. That's great. Okay, I really am. Uh, let me see who else we got here. Oh, another. In the, in the stellar musician department, Adam Rogers. Okay, he's a guitar player. Um, I played a couple of tracks from him over the year, including a fucking sensational version of uh, it's an instrumental version of Hendrix's Power of Love from uh, Band of Gypsies. And I played that on the show. It was like I, I found it online from like some club he was playing in. I mm-hmm. got Club 55. Okay. And somebody had just recorded it. You know, they happened to have shot this particular song. That's awesome. When I was, I've known Adam basically since I, since I first moved back to New York from Dublin. So I've known him since I was like 14. All right. And I was actually at his place. I think either the day or the day after, he got his very first electric guitar, which was a uh, cream on white Strat he picked up from Manny's. Now, you know, basically for the last few years, and Adam has recorded his own stuff over the years, and he's also been a studio musician, you know, and he's played with lots of jazz guys. And for the last like three or four years, he has been recording and touring with one of the acknowledged Greatest all-around bass players on the planet, a guy named John Patitucci. Okay. John Patitucci is, you You know, he's, you're not a big jazz fan. Right. Okay. But if you are, John Patitucci probably, if you're, if you're a serious jazz fan and you're asked to say who are the best five living bass players in jazz music, he's going to make the list no matter, okay, he's going to make that list. He's going right. to make that That's how good he is. And, uh... There's actually a really great movie and accompanying CD that came out recently called Back to Brooklyn, where, which is where Patitucci's from. And you know, he went back to his roots and blah, blah, blah. And Adam is featured guitarist on that. He's a, it, the band that, he, that they put together was uh, John Patitucci's Guitar Quartet. All right. Okay? And so anybody who knows jazz knows that if John Patitucci is asking you to play guitar for his album and on his tour, that makes you – that literally – okay – Makes you one of the, you know, sought after guitar. That 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 puts you in a category. That puts you in a category right off the bat. And Adam's in that that freaking category. And he's coming out with some brand new solo stuff. You know, with his band uh, Adam Adam Rogers Dice, the name of the band. And he's coming out with something brand new this coming year. And super bonus package. I got in touch with Adam uh, several years ago, and we were talking about stuff. And he was looking for new representation. Well, guess what? As of this year, that's right, represented by Modern Works Publishing. Very nice. I know. that. That's one of those things that to me, that's like super cool. That is super cool. You know, because my brother does a great job and stuff like that. He, he really is a huge advocate for musicians and making sure they get every penny they should. He has, te- he has done... Uh, Testimony before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals 
uh, out in San Francisco regarding, you know, online music stuff and how people get ripped off. You know, you, you get a million views on, on, on YouTube if you get a check for 113 bucks or some shit like that. And so he does that. He's a huge advocate for that. So, you know, I'm, I'm so, that was one of those things I was kind of psyched about. And I've got something from Adam, okay, and, you know, further proof that he's one of the premier sought-after guitar players these days. There's like a group of guitar players that there's like 20 or 30 of them. And whenever one of these like tribute albums comes out, like a, a Royal Dan, okay, mm. an instrumental tribute to Stewie Dan. Um, what was the other one I played something from? Uh, oh, the, uh, the tribute to uh, John McLaughlin and Mahavishnu Orchestra, which is called Visions of an Inner Mounting Apocalypse or something like that. Wow. But there's a group of guitar players that are on like all of these albums. And it's the people you might expect. It's Steve Morse, Steve Lukather. Um, you know, Frank Gambale, Al Demiola. These guys, it's like the same group of just incredible guitar players. Well, the tri- and this one really says something. The tribute album for Beck is called Beck and Back. All and right. it's got you know, a bunch of these guys. It's got Lukather, Greg Howe, um, one of my all-time favorite guitar players. John Schofield is, does a track on that. And guess who else? Yeah, Adam Rogers. So I've got right. a track from that. Coming up later on in the drive groove, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see who else we have. Oh, here we go. This one's always fun. The Hippie Nuts. Yeah, baby. With uh, Tom Semioli on bass. I've played a few ditties from these guys uh, over the last couple of years since I first met Tom, including these guys do a killer version of uh, the Humble Pie Classic, um, 30 Days in the Hole. Okay. And I, I played that just you know, they also do a killer version of uh, the Zeppelin song, Rock and Roll. The first time I ever met Tom, uh, I was I went down to see the Hippie Nuts at the Bitter End, which is one of the classic live places to play, not just in New York, but in the country. It's been around, you know, it's been around forever. And I saw him down there, and that was the first song he did. It was Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. And, you know, they, they hooked me in right there and then, you know. And Tom also does a series of columns. He has a website called Know Your Bass Player. And he does a series of columns on that about, well, bass players, okay? And, you know, he'll do a seminal side thing or a particular bass player that's playing a lot of stuff. And then he also does an occasional column for uh, the Huffington Post, which is usually centered around a, a broader uh, uh, subject, but, you know, with music and New York, usually. Okay, right. But that's usually what he does that. And, um, you know, so you want to keep your eye out for those, okay? He does, uh, you know, you can look him up on Facebook because he does a post almost like four or five days a week. He'll do a Know Your Bass Player post. And I would say half the time I've never heard of the person that he's talking about. And so that gets me to look up and go researching. Right. Some, you know you know what the best thing about doing your show is? This is the thing I'm always – I will never be able to thank you enough. Okay? Oh, shucks. It got me back into music. It got me back into music again. It's still out there. It is. Yeah. It is. And uh, God bless them. They're still – it's it's a, a harsher environment than it ever was well, yeah, for you, the budding musician. But yes. they're, still, they're still budding. They are. They are. Yeah. They are. You know, and I – you know, I've said it before. I can literally, you know – I mean, I'm old now, so I'll inevitably wake up in the middle of the night to have to take a piss. And if I wake up and I'm, I'm like awake, you know, I've gotten four hours already. And it's like three in the morning or something. Okay. I will go on to YouTube, okay? Mm-hmm. Pick and out the, some band that they recommend, the, the, and then the I, will do, I will play. Right. Yeah, chain reaction. I'll do six degrees of YouTube. Sure. And 
I have found. Like, what's this? Ride the margin, man. This yeah, <laughs> ride the. That's it. It's it. What's hey, what's this over here on the sidebar? Yeah, and I'll look and I'll be like, what's the name? I'll, I'll take a look and I'll like listen to stuff just because I like the mm-hmm. name of the band or the name of the sure. song. Sure, that's how we used to buy records in the yeah. old days, anyways. You know, I like this cover. I, yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll do that, and I have, you know, that's the the big joy thing that has kind of returned into my life. Okay, is you know I'm back into Great. music again, man. So. I guess last year, um, I was back in New York for Thanksgiving, and I called up Tom, and uh, I said, hey, you should get together. You got a show or something? He's like, no, I'm really busy. But he was kind enough to invite me out to dinner uh, with a bunch of these old school rockers that he knew, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of them uh, was uh, Morgan Fisher, who was the keyboard player for Mata Hoople. So that was pretty groovy for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, Morgan Fisher, you know, they were like, it was a good buy party for him because he lives out in Japan now, but he had been in America for a while. And so they were having a gathering of a whole bunch of these people. And, you know, I'm sitting at this table. All right. And like the stories that are, that, that, you know, that, that are going around, the guys like, yeah, well, I was just at, uh, you know, so-and-so's birthday party or Bill, Wy- that was it. I was just at Bill Wyman's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. We had a good time there. I'm like. You know, and I'm like, what? You know, it was like sitting in the dugout of the, you know, the 57 Yankees or something. So also at that dinner, okay, were a couple of guys that uh, I had never heard of before. Or one of them I had, one of them I had. That eventually came out this past year with CDs, okay? The first one is Edward Rogers, okay? okay? And he just came out with a brand new CD called 20th Century Heroes. He has this, uh, he's come out with... I don't know, maybe half a dozen CDs over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played the title track from that a few months ago. Now, Ed's got a radio show on littlewaterradio.com. And that's right, okay? I don't need you to just listen to me. Okay? That's right. We're There's not threatened. A, I, I promote, <laughs> when I come across a good show, mm-hmm. the one with the one that Binky Griptite does. That guy, Binky Griptite, does a show that is fucking, you know, for if you just want great, Straight up groove, yo, Groovus Maximus, Binky Griptite, also a musician in his own right on, uh, I believe, Daptone Records, I think he's on now, right now. So, uh, this one, Atlantic, it's called, uh, it's on littlewaterradio.com, and it's called Atlantic Tunnel. And uh, he does it with a guy named uh, Gaz Thomas. And basically, these guys specialize in music from across the pond. Okay, from and it, from any era, okay, from 1960 to yesterday, and I've never met anybody, okay, or heard anybody on a show that knows as much about Brit rock over the last 50 years than these two. Seriously, a a wealth of information coming from these guys. The other guy that I got to chow down with at that at that dinner, Garland Jeffries, okay who uh, released his latest album, 14 Steps to Harlem, okay, which is an absolute gem. I, I actually said, when I played it, I said it was a, an instant classic, especially for old-school, born-and-bred New Yorkers like myself, okay? Because he tells, he is a, he is a musical raconteur. Okay. Okay, okay. He, uh, he got his start because he went to college and became friends with uh, Lou Reed. They both went to college up at the uh, right. University of Syracuse. But the, he is a musical raconteur, okay? He tells a story to music, and he does it in a way that really 
you feel, you know, you can get a real sense of the story he's telling. It's not just listening to a story. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you, it draws you in. Okay. And, uh, he, um, he originally, you know, he got big when he hit a huge hit, uh, skater anthem, Wild in the Streets. Okay. Wild in the Streets. So that was a big hit for him. So, you know, I got to meet those two there and I got to play them on the show. I recently, uh, saw Ed and his wife Melanie. Last time I was in New York when I went and saw Tammy Faye Starlight doing her Jagger Richards thing. She did, uh, I can't remember which album she did. But, it, you know, you know, it doesn't matter when you see Tammy Faye Starlight. She could literally just read the phone book, okay, and it would be a good show. She doesn't need you. Seriously, this chick can read the phone book and entertain you. That's I awesome. shit you not. Every show I've seen of hers, okay, every time I see a show, it was better than the last one I saw. And the last one I saw was great. I saw the one she did with Marianne Faithful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see what we got here. Well, next one, let's see. Here's a little shout out. Uh, old friend of mine, uh, guy I became friends with back when I was living in uh, Phoenix in the early 90s, uh, Dave Ellison, who's, of course, the bass player for Megadeth. And uh, I played a bunch of their tracks this year. They just came out with uh, a brand new CD and they're touring, by, you know, touring and supportive. It's called Dystopia. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the true Megadeth style. And uh, I played a track or two from that. I also played a track. Uh, of theirs, they do a killer version of uh, the song uh, "I Ain't Superstitious," which you know, "I Ain't Superstitious" from uh, the first Jeff Beck album with Rod Stewart okay. singing, which uh, is a uh, Howlin' Wolf tune, but written by Willie Dixon. That was it. I knew I'd get that one on point. Um, I've got some brand new entries coming up later in the show. Okay, the first one is uh, from a friend of mine, Chris Such. Now. It's a brand new entry, and yet it's not because Chris Such is the bass player, or is a, one of the guitar players, along with Alon, in the Headless Horseman. Okay. Okay. But I stumbled across. I was talking about cable shows. Mm-hmm. There was a cable show in New York uh, back in the eighties called The Guitar Show. Okay. It was on, you know, actually, you know, public access channel J. You know? <laughs> all right. That was where all that was where like Midnight Blue mm-hmm. and the Ugly George show. So after midnight, you could watch like porno. You my, know? Good, my good friend Al Goldstein. Al yeah, Goldstein. We love Al Goldstein. Yes. I got offered a job. Mm-hmm. To, I got offered the chance to write, write a whole thing for him. But he wanted well, me, tell you. He wanted me to put stories. up the funding, mm-hmm. and then he would pay me back after I did it. I was like, you got to be yeah, kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I wasn't going to happen. This was at a party at a club that was like popped up occasionally down in the meatpacking district called Jackie 060 was, was <laughs> the club at this point. And uh, this was a party – for the premiere issue of Extreme Fetish Magazine. Extreme, excuse me. Extreme Fetish Quarterly. Extreme mm-hmm. Fetish Quarterly. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I was at that party. That was pretty cool. DJ St. James was doing the spinning at the time. Um, so I've got something coming up from him a little later on that I kind of, you know, snippeted out from one of the episodes of the guitar shows. It's pretty freaking cool. The other, and here's a real first-timer. And when I say first-timer, not just first time on the show, first time any of their songs have been played on the radio. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. And absolutely the first time that this particular song has been played on the radio. The name of the band is Capital Punishment. Okay. Okay. And it's made up of some Good old name. friends of mine from high school. Okay. They all graduated the year after me. So in 82, in the fall of 82, I hightailed it up to Burlington to go to UVM, and they were all seniors at that point. And they 
put together this band, Capital Punishment, and recorded their one album, okay, called Roadkill. Okay. Okay. And they, you know, back then, you know, you could go to something like J.D. Martin or Midnight Records. You could, you know, press 100 copies of an album. You just pay for it, press mm-hmm. it, and then you could do it on your own. Okay. Now, of course, you do it through the internet. But back then, you had to do it on vinyl. And so they made like 50, 100 copies of it, and they have never gotten together to do anything since until this very so – about four or five months ago, I guess. Okay? And the people in the band are uh, Chris Roebling, Ben Stiller, Peter Zussi, Peter Swan, and one other guy that I don't know uh, that I, you know, didn't go to Calhoun with us. And basically, this music sat in the can for the last 35 years. It's been sitting in a can. And they wanted to get back together, but mostly because of Ben's schedule, I guess. You know, it was hard to get everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Jelly Jam. It's the same kind of thing. It's just hard to get all their schedules. But they finally got it done. And so they went back in the studio, I guess, three, four, five months ago, and remastered the original tracks and recorded, I believe, five new, brand new Ooh. Capital Punishment tracks. Okay? All right. And I'm going to be playing one of those little ditties. Wonderful. Okay? They have the, I love it, the upcoming deluxe edition reissue of Roadkill is going to be out uh, sometime in uh, 2018 on the Captured Tracks label. And uh, so, you know, keep an eye on that. I'll certainly, you know, I'll certainly be playing a track or two off that when it comes out. But I've got, like, you know, the teaser track, baby. And uh, the last two guys I got on the list, okay, these two guys I've known for about 30 years each. And I'm pretty sure I met them both at the exact same bar at different times. Uh, They also know each other. It was at Cannons on 108th and Broadway. And uh, both of them were students at Columbia University. That was a big hangout for Columbia, and I was living right around the corner from there. Uh, The first one is a very good friend of mine, uh, Eric Alterman. Now, he is uh, the leader of a band called The Slow Guns. I played a number of tracks. Mm-hmm. I was just in New York, saw them uh, up to Shrine, and they did a killer version. It was right after Tom Petty died. Okay. Okay? Eric is – the songs that Eric writes, okay, are fantastic, fantastic rock and roll in the Tom Petty, Steve Earle, that style. You know, they're not, it's not like a lawn where he wants to smack you down. These guys want to take you on a little journey, but they do it with four guys, no funny stuff, mm-hmm. all written stuff. But he did a cover at that show of Tom Petty's Listen to Her Heart. And it was like one of the other members of the band, it was like their birthday that night. So he had some family members there and they recorded it. And I got a copy of, you know, I had her send me the video of it, switched it over to MP3 and played that on the show because it's great. It's fucking great. And uh, they've got uh, – Eric's been saying this for a while, but apparently he now really means it. They have a new studio CD they're going to be coming out with you know, in the next couple of months. And one of the tracks that's going to be on it has never, been, has never been done on one of their studio albums. But I've heard them do it live on a few right. occasions. Mm-hmm. And so I've got that for the show today. Awesome. So I'm psyched about that. And the other guy is Ron Sunshine. He just played him. Mm -hmm. He just came out with a brilliant album. Okay? It's uh, Bring It Home. All right? And the song I just played is one of my – this song, I love the song. It's in the numbers. I love that song. But I have known Ron uh, for years. And this guy 
has an eternal spot on my – I'll never be able to thank you enough for that list along with you. Oh, okay? thank you. Because he hooked me up okay, with second-row tickets to see George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars at the Apollo in 1989. Nice. Yeah. That show, to this day, one of the 10 best shows I've ever been to. Okay. Very nice. Back when they were with the whole P-Funk Orchestra and just incredible, incredible show. Now, the, the cut I just played was from his uh, recent album, but I've also played stuff from a whole bunch of earlier albums. When he, he had a band back in, I guess, the 80s or something. Okay. Uh, probably the, actually, yeah, the 80s. Uh, maybe, maybe the 90s. Um, he had Ron Sunshine in the smoking section. And I played a bunch of stuff from that. Plus stuff that he's done on other albums. He's got Soul Drug. Uh, what else? I wrote this down here. Uh, Pick It Up was a great CD he did. Um, and I did a back-to-back. He, he's actually one of the few people I played back-to-back tracks of, you know, on his show. Right. I never do back-to-backs. Right. Okay? I think he – as a matter of fact, it's quite possible he may be the only one I've ever done it with. So – and he's got a ton of stuff out. And it's all really good. This latest one, this is what, you know, all these big, big voodoo, big daddy voodoo, all those bands, okay, he was there, he was the first. He was literally there before all these other bands that are now starting to get big in that, you know, modern swing music Mm -hmm. type thing, okay, and all you need to know about Ron is that on his very first CD, when he hadn't recorded anything else, okay, he had guys like uh, Jimmy Vivino, Dr. John, played on his very first CD. So that ought to tell you something right there, that they had heard just enough of him to know that they wanted to be on something with him. Like Dr. John. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, dude. So, and I'll tell you something, you know, this is one of those things that uh, progress kind of bums me out about just a little bit, because uh, the jukebox over at the Abbey Pub, which is like, you know, our neighborhood joint up at 105th, okay, since the day Paul bought the place, they had a jukebox and it was like a CD jukebox. And like a year or two ago, you know, maybe, you know, two or three years ago, they went to the, you know, the satellite. You can play any, you mm-hmm. know, play any song. And that kind of bummed me out because on the original CD jukebox, they had the first Ron Sunshine, the smoking section CD. Yeah. But now it doesn't matter anymore because guess what? I've got it. Right. Right. It's still. <laughs> I know. Still, it's nah, nice to progress. go in there with the, with the crew and listen to that. Yeah, I can't. You can't halt progress. Yeah, you can't stop progress, baby. You know, I wrote that. And so, and you know, this is how blessed I am in the music department, man. I mean, think of all those guys. And I, there's, there's more that, you know, people that I, I, you know, had an acquaintance with or I knew in the past and stuff. I got one of them coming up later in the show. You know, a guy I knew when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but these people are friends of mine, man. Awesome. Yeah. You know, shit. How did I That's fucking... No, seriously, lucky ass man. backwards. Ass backwards into that. That's Very how I've done that. And, you know, and keep in mind, okay, if it ain't groovy, it don't get played. I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. All right? So the music that I played by my friends, okay, would be played even if I didn't know them. Okay? Most of the time, I, you know, I hear this stuff and I'm like, yeah! I don't give a shit who's doing it. It just so happens that... They happen to be friends of mine. I'd call them up and get stuff from that. I have an honorable mention as well. Okay. I have an honorable mention, okay, for a little clip that I played pre- earlier in the year and that is going to be coming up in the next set, okay, going out to uh, Brian Flanagan, okay, He's a friend of mine from the neighborhood. I've known him for 30 years, 
Uh, yeah, about yeah, about coming up on thirty years now. Um, and I played a little clip from uh, the documentary that he was in for the Weather Underground. Okay, okay. and uh, you know, I did it during a segment that I uh, I promoted by saying it's Coughlin's Law versus Young Flanagan's Sacred Books, a fond recollection of lessons learned from the movie Cocktail, along with with some genuine words of wisdom from the genuine Brian Flanagan which surprisingly have nothing to do with wine, scrabble, or billiards, okay, all of which he knows a ton about. So, you know, that's another one that I get to put in there. So, you know, I'm psyched, man. I get to, you know. Awesome. This is great stuff. So let me ask you something. Yeah. What, you know, was, was there any music for you that kind of stood out this year that you just like, comes to your mind right off the bat? On the show, off the off show. Off the show, anything. Just something anything. that really you, you know, that... You you know they fucking tickled your scrotum, man. You know they, what I'm I because I, uh, speaking of coming full circle, these uh, the 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 DJ phenomenon has uh, the 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 glut of so many DJs yeah. has has kind of forced these producer DJ type people to actually create some music. And uh, and some very interesting things have happened as a result. Uh, these these producer DJs have been teaming up with some real songwriters and vocalists and coming up with uh, some very interesting things. And they're mixing genres and uh, and and because they there's can thank so much Gene for that, yeah, thank Gene, you know, because <laughs> but you know they're they're they're. There's so much uh, – it's so easy to grab uh, now samples and everyone that is alive today has got so much uh, you know, music to draw from. We all grew up listening to different kinds of music and so what they're mixing together these days in these crazy studios – um, can be very interesting. Like I was, I'm thinking, I was, Wild Light, the most unique thing that I can think of is is one of these type of DJs that just an electronic that, music, the, the Polish ambassador, and and he teamed up with a folk writer, singer, female Fuck. vocalist, Aileen Nerio, and they make beautiful music together. It's wonderful, just wonderful melodies. They shit more hooks out in one song than anybody else in, in an entire album that you that you know as far as the commercial crap. That we're inundated with goes so uh, so yeah that's uh, there there's too much of it to name just one right but uh, but there are a lot of lot of good uh, DJs Flume Major Laser these are all like DJ producer writer compose you know you got them like 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 Mobies like the Mobies of the world yeah they they come up on Pandora and I add them to the I add them to the mix. Uh, and stuff, and and just uh, and some a lot of good duets that are that are like male female duets that are that are very very cool. good. Yeah, you know, you're, you're talking about the, the wealth of music that's now that's available. You know, every mm-hmm. year, you know, every yeah. year there's more music. There's more music. There's more music to play right. from. There was I, I brought and, and sure, if you're listening to what is it radio, uh, the pop music is just a cow chewing its cud right now. Yes, it's just they're just rehashing and repackaging and uh, and everything. But there is a wonderful world of music, as you well know. Oh yeah, got, and, and that and was new, one. New music, new music being made, uh, old music being remade and remastered and, yeah, and reimagined. The crates. That yep. was uh, what the, there yep. was like a group of guys there in, uh, you know, they, they started, you know, they, they were in a bunch of rap bands, but they, used, they had this club and it was called the uh, Digging Through the Crates Club. And they would go around like all these record stores and go through the crates of music, all the albums in there looking for like a specific song, you know. Right. To use the backbeat so they could sample it or whatever and to, to get, you know, inspiration from. So they were doing all that, man. So 
I, you know, so there you go, man. Wonderful. The year in music. Yeah. As far as we're freaking concerned, the rest of it can just go screw itself. <laughs> right on. You time for some more groove? I'm ready. I got, let me see, what do I got in this set? One. I got four guys in this set, this upcoming set, that I know very well. Okay? But first up, what can I say? The insourcialization with Calibro 35 continues unabated at the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
coming around the bend. A mystery train coming around the bend.
That's rock and roll for you. That's original rock and roll, man. The slow guns with my friend Eric Alterman. That is Gulf of Mexico. That's the live version. So I'm hoping that we're going to get. I'm going to be getting the uh, studio version on the new CD. Before that, yeah, never before played anywhere. Okay, I literally started hounding uh, Gene and Sean to put together something for me because a couple years ago, on the uh, the first Groove and Gratitude show, Sean did a little number. A Christmas tune for us, and then last year he was, he had like he had a scheduling thing going on, so he couldn't put it together. So I started hounding those guys maybe a month ago. <laughs> you know, I went to get a jump on things, and you know that has to be the most far out version of a Christmas song I've ever heard. All right, that's just that's unlike anything else, and it, you know it draws you in. It's just it's different, man, and it's cool and it's groovy. Uh, before that, yeah, a little a little clip from uh, an old friend of mine, Brian Flanagan from the, the Weather Underground, where he says, the he basically has, of all the quotes and the lines uh, from that documentary, this quote is the one that gets mentioned in every single review and article about it, where he says, when you feel you have right on your side, you can do some pretty horrific things. You know? And he's right about that. Before that, a uh, track that I just love from Brian Setzer doing, he does uh, him doing, this is him doing Mystery Train, just him on a guitar, it was for a uh, Canadian television show. And the whole, the video is on YouTube. And if you watch it, he's sitting on the chair, and you hear the guy like behind the camera or the producer or whatever or the director say, you know, go ahead and do something. And, and Brian's sister goes, I can do anything I want, just play something. And he goes, yeah, just play anything you want. And so he fumbles around for a little bit and then just goes right into that song. I mean, that is, that is the – that to me is the most pristine – melding of man and instrument just that now brian setzer is like he is an undervalued american treasure as far as i'm concerned and kicking it off yeah the insourcialization continues calibro 35 with boucher fuck those guys out of italy they uh originally got together to uh as musicians to do a uh soundtrack for a movie and so they were in the studio and they were started talking Hey, you know, we should do something. You know, they got along. And so they started putting out music that was kind of like the stuff that they were asked to record for these movies. You know, like uh, Mar- uh, and, uh, Enzo Maricone, who does all the music for, uh, for Sergio Leone, that kind of stuff. And they said, you know, why don't we try doing stuff that's in that vein, mm-hmm. but, you know, full songs and funky or something. And they're Calibro 35. They've got some cool-ass shit. You want to go out and check out some of their music. It is once again, nobody else is doing what they're doing. They're putting out a, a particular style of music, okay, that I haven't run across from anybody else. And when I first heard it, I immediately started telling people, I was like, you have got to listen. I was so enthusiastic about it. And that has not waned one iota. So back at the beginning of the year, I was uh, talking with you about um, – Webster Dictionary's word of the year for 2016. It was uh, surreal. That was last year's word. Okay. And uh, the British, and therefore more linguistically pompous, Oxford Dictionary of English selected post-truth as their 2016 word of the year, which is defined as relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotional and personal belief. Okay, so those is those, that a hyphenated word? It is a hyphenated word. So that that I'm going to 
that's an important thing to know. Mm-hmm. And I figured they were both kind of right because, you know, post-truth these days is in and of itself surreal. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It's not necessarily okay. Yeah. I guess it's a different way of – it's 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 to describe the era that we're in. Absolutely. And uh, you and I took a stab at guessing what this year's word of the year was going to be back in January. And uh, you said it was going to be alternative facts. Yes. Okay, which would be hyphenated. Two, two words, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I said another hyphenated word. I said Twitter storm. Okay. Yeah, or, yeah I said tweet storm. That was there, Twitter All storm. Right. Those, were, those were what we predicted. Well, we were both wrong, but so were Oxford and Webster. Okay, Oxford's 2017 word of the year, they got this one totally wrong. Youthquake. Uh, okay. That's a significant cultural, political, or social change arising from the actions or influence of young people. Are they fucking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the last youth quake in this country was back in 1968. Mm-hmm. Okay, seriously, man. And Webster's word of the year is feminism. Okay. No, wrong, wrong. I mean, okay. we are, it's feminism, not a new word. Yeah, but feminism is the word we hope will emerge as next year's primary dynamic. Okay, but if that's the societal prism that uh, Webster's is looking through, then the catalytic word that was most ubiquitous in 2017 was harassment. Mm. Harassment. Uh, yeah, okay. Harassment. Harassment a lot to me. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still hoping some of my words finally make it to the lexicon before I croak. I, uh, you know, to describe the show, mm-hmm. a genre without a- ooh, yes. genre. That's very good. Without genre. And the other one that is uh, – a sisophisticate, a sisophisticate, which is a person who seeks to perfect the art of pursuing the impossible. Okay. There you go. A sisophisticate. Got it. So there you go. From Sisyphus, I get From it. From Sisyphus and a sophisticate. And syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> a syphilis sophisticate? That is somebody, somebody who likes to get laid while they're pursuing the art. <laughs> So a few weeks ago, I saw that uh, uh, NBC's Today Show had a spike in the ratings right after Matt Lauer was fired, and I commented that I wasn't sure what that says about us as a society other than we're increasingly a nation of rubberneckers, which made schadenfreude more bankable than ever. And later on, I started giving that some more thought, and I concluded that we're becoming a less grateful nation because a true attitude of gratitude can't be spawned by taking pleasure in the suffering of others. I agree. Okay. That's, that was it. However, however, those are, those are the relative happiness people. Yes, I can't make myself happy, right. but I'm uh, I'm relatively happier than is... than, uh, than this person because they're miserable. Yeah, yeah. but a little while after that, I I started thinking about it again. I realized that I was kind of grateful, okay, for Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, and the rest of the touchy feely crew over at Fox News for being the catalysts that led to exposing a slew of powerful hypocrites. That was the start. Mm, Bill O'Reilly yeah. was kind of the the start yeah, of this yeah. whole thing, man. All right? And I have a special honorable mention, okay, to Eric Bowling, who got fired from Fox News uh, over charges of sexual harassment. And then the next day, his kid OD'd on heroin, thus spawning your on-the-spot creation of this year's hands-down winner in the Groovathon Name That Scandal competition, the gropioid <laughs> epidemic. Thank you. Thank you very the much. The gropioid epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unquestionably, that's it. Call off the dogs. No more calls, please. We have a winner. That is Thank it you. far and away. And I'll tell you, 
you know, the term, you know, originally for me it was just like funny, 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 but the term is actually perfect considering the Predator's almost uniform recollection of feeling differently yes. about their yeah. past behavior than their victims did. So I figured most of the highfalutin harassers must have been slamming dope when preying upon the less powerful. Sure. And yeah. here's a quote I came up with because you and I were talking about, you know, after when this is starting to snowball, you, you mentioned to me on the show, you said, you know, has it made you kind of do, a, do a little inventory, inventory of memory? Your yeah. Here's a, here's memory a line check. for you. A clear conscience is usually the sign of a bad memory. Oh, that's good. Was like that, that a, is that a Mark Twain? I have no, it, might, it could be. It sounds like a Mark it's, Twain. It does. <laughs> so another funny thing, I got roped into uh, taking a survey, which was uh, designed to determine if if you're an adult. Okay? Now, I don't need a stinking survey to tell me that I'm an emotional infant trapped inside of an adult's withering body. Nonetheless, it's 78 things like, do you own this? Have you done this? Okay? Right. Okay, and I checked off the boxes that applied to me and was somewhat less than startled at the uh, at the analysis at the end. You checked 20 out of 78 items. Sorry, but you're not an adult yet. You may own quite a few <laughs> grown-up things, but you're quite a while off from owning your own wine decanter. Side note, I'll never own my own wine decanter. There's no, uh, well, you don't you're not a wine guy. I am not a wine guy. Okay. Seriously. So you know, oh, I like that. I, I know I like what that, I know what not to get you. I like that uh, that Cheech and Chong, you know, Cheech's wine. It's that fussy pussy. <laughs> you know that fussy pussy man. <laughs> you said uh, another thing. I've officially given up on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They they did it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like, had a long time. Nina ago. Simone, but not Link Ray. Okay, are you fucking shitting me? Seriously, that was the last straw for me as far as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is concerned. You know, I I, I commented that. You know, it, I'm glad Link Ray is alive to see an entire audience of people that grew up on his music determine that, you know, the soundtrack from Porgy is more deserving of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than Rumble, okay, which has been, which is like a rock and roll standard at this point. The, the song Rumble is like in, I don't know how many movies it's been in, but at least 10. I've heard that song, you know, Pulp Fiction it's in. It's, it's in every movie. Uh, every movie. It's in every movie. <laughs> every movie. Every it movie. It is. Okay. I actually got a chance to see. I saw Link Ray and uh, Robert Gordon at the old Lone Star on their Fresh Fish special tour. So that was cool. I've got some uh, quick uh, honorable mentions re- regarding the uh, hurricanes. Okay. First one to the local weather forecasters down here. Yeah. Who gave yeah. us information without the hoopla. Without, without panic. Without panic. Stuff that people down here could use. Okay, in pursuit of keeping safe, of getting started again, shout out to them. And also, special shout out to uh, the Houston Texans player, Houston Texans uh, football guy, J.J. Watt, who started this GoFundMe thing. Remember I was telling you Mm -hmm. about this? Right now, as of now, he's raised over $20 million. Great. And he didn't just dole it all out. He's like, I'm going to hang on to it for a while. I'm going to get some experts in here, and we're going to figure out the best way to use it once, like, all the government stuff, you know, that that stuff. We want to figure out a way to use that to help people, okay? That the other big guys, you know, the government, the Red Cross, all those people probably aren't, you know, they'll feed them and and clothe them for a little while. But what happens after that? Mm -hmm. What happens after that? That's what he's thinking about now, okay? So shout out, man. You know, that's the way I like that. I got a couple of quick shout-outs. Uh, if you're looking at me on SoFlo Television, I'm wearing my uh, 
Tucson Jazz Festival shirt, which my brother is one of the directors of. They've got their third annual Tucson Jazz Festival is coming up in a couple weeks, in mid-January, out in Tucson. And I'm also wearing my Sadowski guitars hat, Roger Sadowski, uh, an old friend of mine, one of the finest luthiers, uh, not just here in America, I mean in the world, okay? And he was nice enough to hook me up with a with a couple little ditties over the year, including the hat and shirt that he sent me. If you want the finest and one of the most prized electric bases made on the planet, Roger's your man. Roger Sadowski, you know, if you watch late night television, okay, Will Lee from David Letterman's band, Custom Made Sadowski. The bass player in The Roots on uh, The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. okay, Custom Made Sadowski. Bass player for Conan O'Brien's band. Guess what? What do you think he plays? Uh, I don't know. Custom Made Sadowski? Damn skippy he does. What that tells you is that the, the, the basses that this guy makes are the kind of basses that sound perfect no matter what the genre of music you're playing. And there's very few, you know, basses out there that can lay claim to that. You have all these guys that want to play a different style of bass for a different style of music. Sadowski, okay, makes stuff, okay, that spans the globe. Now, are they more expensive? Yeah, and they're worth every fucking penny. People go to him for custom jobs because they know he gets it right. It's in uh, Long Island City in New York. So, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, give him a shout. All right? Uh, what was the other one? Oh, one last shout-out for uh, my friend Robin and her husband Tom, who uh, now have a, they have a restaurant called Werkstatt in uh, Brooklyn on Coney Island Avenue. Does that and mean – where's that? It means workshop. Okay. Workshop. And uh, Tom is fantastic chef. Robin is a very old and very dear friend of mine. And um, the restaurants really start – you know, the restaurants – you know, like the percentage of restaurants that close like in the first mm-hmm. year – because, you know, for whatever reason, they, the product isn't good or they're underfinanced or whatever, okay? It's like over 50%. It's a, it's a big number. Oh, yeah, right. These guys are now in their third year, and they're now, the neighborhood has taken to them, and they have now become a place. Wonderful. And, you know, everything I have ever had there is just, he made macaroni and cheese that I swear to God, you know, there's good macaroni and cheese. I, I literally, like, it was like the best macaroni and cheese I've ever had. And I'm not that big a mac and cheese guy. Mm-hmm. That shit was awesome. And if you want to know, you know, what's good in that place, try the goulash. It's the best in the city. <laughs> All right. Got it. All right. You ready for more I'm groove? I'm ready. I'm ready for more groove, too. We kick it off with the bayonets on the groove on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> Way down low. I don't play around when I come to town. All the women are t- 
I see that raise Look in your eyes Look for that light I'll turn you home To your shining bright That's a give it to me That's a give it up That's rock and roll. That's American rock and roll right there. How you like them apples, huh? Sydney, I like those apples. I do. The Sydney Green Street Band, Bad, Bad Way. Okay. That is uh, from their their uh, latest album, Half Live. So that's my friend Paul Page along with uh, Steve Holly on uh, drums. And it's really kind of uh, the leader of the band is a guy named Lance Doss. So it's kind of his baby. Before that, never heard. Never. Nobody else has ever played this. Okay, Ooh. Capital Punishment doing Hot Love, and that is going to be on the new Deluxe Edition reissue, remastering of Capital Punishment's one and only album slash CD, Roadkill. So I will, of course, be letting the Groovateers know when that comes out. Before that, The Hippie Nuts, Ride My Pony. Okay, that is, I can't remember what CD that's on. That is uh, my friend uh, Tom Semioli on bass, Katina Bryant. Uh, is the lead vocalist, is the vocalist on that. Chick's got stage presence and a set of pipes. Holy moly, man. Tim Champion is, uh, Tim and Katina are married. He's also in the band as well. And kicking off the set, the Bayonets, what you got from Crash Boom Bang. That came out in 2014. The drummer on that is a guy named Oliver Lieber. And when I was a kid, um, in New York, there's, you know, where a lot of, I was a latchkey kid, like so mm-hmm. many of my friends were. Yeah. So yeah, my mom was working at the time, she was working for NBC Sports. And uh, so, you know, a couple days a week after school, okay, I would go and I was in this uh, sports group, it was an after school sports group called Shelly's All Stars. And Ali Lieber, Oliver Lieber was in that as well. Oliver Lieber's father is Jerry Lieber from Lieber and Stoller. So, how's that for some fucking heritage right there, man? You like them apples? Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, they wrote two of my favorites, Jailhouse Rock, and uh, what was the other one again? Uh, oh, Young Blood. Young you Blood. Know? You know, I was telling you if they if those guys had written only those two songs, that would be good enough for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for me. Nina Simone, really, really. Oh, you go all talking. All right, back to groove and gratitude, baby. Right on. Time for me to take care of the people who have taken care of me this year. All right. First off, the Lisp. Still killing me, but that's going to go away in about four months when I get the permanence in. Okay, I have got a major mucho mahalo for Mingel Dental. Okay, seriously, Doctor Mark is the man, and he has got a quartet of dynamite dental dames who actually do most of the grill work before telling you to spit and rinse. You got <laughs> Rosie out in the front making sure schedules are met and nerves stay calm. Claudia and Dion getting busy on the drills of steel, and Kathy. Pulling double duty as Dr. Mark's wing woman while also maintaining her status as the 954's premier pearly whites portraitist. Oh, hello. Say that five times fast. Bonus package. When you're in there, you can pick any music channel you want, okay, that you feel is going to best set the mood for having somebody poke around your mouth for about a half hour. <laughs> all right. They have like, you know, they have all the music channels. You pick whatever one you want while you're in the chair. 
So that's pretty cool, man. All right. Miguel Dentals at 3015 Bayview Drive in Oakland Park. That's, uh, east of US1. Take Oakland Park, uh, you know, keep going east. Make a, uh, right on Bayview and it's one block south. 954-654-7422. Miguel Dental. They're the tops for your chops. Oh. All right. Quick shout out, uh, to Manya who's been trimming my locks for over 10 years. She is no longer, you know, I was telling you maybe like about two years ago, you know, she, uh, she'd been working up closer to me, like up on Sheridan Street or something. And then she got a job at the spa at mm. Turnberry. Ooh. Hello. Well, now, okay, she's not there anymore because she's now working at this place. It's like hoity This place is so hoity-toity. I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. There's no question about it. She's now at Richard and Company, which is in Aventura. But I'll tell you something. Every time, every time, every time, okay, I've gone to her for a, for a haircut, I look better walking out than when I did walking in. That's all I ask. Yeah. What more do you want? That. That's it. And I don't have to, she doesn't come up to me and go, so what do you want me to do? She knows what I wanted to do. I want to look like the same, I want it to look the same way it did last time. She knows that. Bing, bang, boom. All right. So Richard and Company's at 5300 Island Boulevard in Aventura, 305-937-7815. Ask for Manya. And the reason... You know, okay, that she's definitely the only one I want doing it. Because she's been progressively moving to places that are more hoity-toity and further away from me. I'm still up there. If she's quaffing south of Orlando, that's where I'm going. Okay, that's that's basically where I stand these days, all right? I always, I was trying to put together some copy for that. I was, you know, uh, <laughs> you managing your main and stuff like that. And I got, I got distracted by New York Rangers highlights on the hockey channel. So <laughs> what can I say? And finally, yeah, been with us from the start. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Dave Kerry is the owner of that joint. And he is not just an ASE certified mechanic. He is a certified master technician. And I shit you not, the guy's MacGyver. He's MacGyver. Okay, we were talking about this earlier. This is one of those things where if it's not perfect, it's wrong. There's nothing that he does that's good enough. Right. It's either perfect or it's wrong. Okay, that is basically where he... Shakes out Dave, Ashley, the entire ASE certified members of the Busted Knuckle Club down there. These guys are really fast becoming South Florida's go-to crew for folks who have cars that are worth more than most houses. Now, every time I am in there, there's a car worth at least $100,000. Okay? Wow. The, uh, I'm already getting uh, psyched for uh, the upcoming Barrett-Jackson auto auction out in Scottsdale. All right? For, for this past year's uh, Barrett-Jackson in Palm Beach, he put together a Chevelle, okay? Just awesome. And it was auctioned off on Saturday night. Now, if you know anything about the Barrett-Jackson auction, Friday night, Saturday night are the showcase cars. And his car was on Saturday night. So that's, that's you know, what he could do. He's got a monthly cruising over at his place, okay? That is, you know, it does it on like the second Friday of each month month and it's become the show place for like gearheads mm-hmm. and burnout fanatics and i posted a video the, the last one i was at with a couple of burnouts okay i swear to god okay i'm convinced that he is responsible to some degree for global warming okay because right after that burnout thing I mean, the, the temperature on the planet went up like half a degree the next day i've never seen this it's just incredible and these guys you know they get into that kind of shit any make any model, bumper to bumper, Dave is your man. I won't pop the hood on my car unless you're standing next to me 
whatever he tells me to do, that's what I do. That's what I do. All right? Absolutely Groovathon approved. Mentioned Groovathon. There is a discount. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on the box that says Tony C. SoFlow Groovathon. It's going to take you to my page. Every show I've ever done with every song I've ever played, listed there and available to be downloaded and or listened to on the spot. Right on. For free. You can't put a price on Groove. Cannot put a price on Groove. And at the top of the page, you'll see a description of the show and a link for Precision Auto Work. Click on the link. takes you right to their page. tells you everything you want to go. They're... 318 Southwest 14th Street in Pompano Beach. Easy to get to right off 95. Go west on Atlantic. Take the left turn on Andrews. The right turn on 3rd. Two blocks up. Easiest pie to get to. Take 60 seconds off the highway. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. It is absolutely the place where people who love their cars take their cars. Right. little hang time there. little hang time. little hang time. You know what that means, right? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Time for the drive groove, kicking it off with one of the shredding Steves out there. Steve Stevens on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
There you go, baby. My old friend Adam Rogers doing the Jeff Beck classic, Lead Boots. Uh, that is from Beck and Back. And, you know, the cool thing is, is Adam actually at one point studied uh, with John Schofield. And on that album, he's on it and John Schofield's on it. So I think that's kind of cool. Before that, I can't get enough of him. And I don't think anybody should. Okay, Doc Watson. Okay. Right. Whiskey before breakfast. That's from the essential Doc Watson. And, okay, it is essential. That's a must own. A must own. Not a should own. Maybe own. Must own. Um, let me see. What do we have before that? Well, we had the Dixie Dregs, Wages of Weirdness, which was uh, originally on an album called The Great Spectacular. And that was the Dixie Dregs album that they put together when they were in college in 1975 at University of Miami. And that's the tour that's coming up. I've got a, a story that I'm gonna, I want to tell about that, but I'm saving it for the show right before I go to the concert. So I'm going I'm to do something about that then. Uh, before that, The Guitar Show. That is a cable show that was on, you know, public access. And uh, that is uh, my friend Chris Such with uh, Tiesco Del Rey. They're both playing um, classic vintage Tiesco guitars. These are very highly sought after classic guitars, this particular guitar maker. And kicking off the set, yeah, in that set we had two shredding Steves. We had Steve Morse from Dixie Dregs and Steve Stevens. Small Arms Fire from Memory Crash came out in 2008. I had a whole shredding Steves going on thing going on the first year. So, you know, got to keep that streak alive. So I'll tell you, um, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of things. You know, when I put together this show, you know, it's the end of the year. You're always thinking about something. And proof positive the Powerball winners ain't got shit on me in the good fortune <laughs> department. I mean, seriously. Okay. Because as far as that I'm aware, okay, right now, pretty much everybody that I give a shit about is doing well. That's okay? great. Yeah. I can only think of one really good friend of mine. Uh, who's got an issue right now. It's a health issue, okay? Everybody else seems to be chugging along smoothly, and the bonus package for me is that my family's overall health and happiness this past year remained as remarkably intact as ever. You know, a few speed bumps along the way, but it, we're now at the end of the year. Everybody's fine. You know, my uh, I was back in New York in uh, May. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom had a bit of a thing going on earlier this year, but... Uh, as anyone who has ever met my mother could tell you, she's not likely to put up with being hampered by anything for too long, let alone submit the rest of her life to some puny ailment. So uh, she basically told it to go fuck itself until it submitted to her will. And now she's doing great. Seriously. Like, you know, swatted it aside, as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, little, you know, she's got, she's still not at quite 100% yet. But she's up to about 75, 80% and improving every day, you know? So that's, you know, that's all I can hope for. You know, it really is. I've got a special muy mas mucho mahalo to one of my closest friends for over 30 years, Barry Hardheimer, professional poker player and really good friend of mine. He lives in New York now, and his parents have both passed away. My mom has kind of taken him on as, you know, a little bit of a second son, and he um, has basically handled a couple of things, just, you know, a few minor things for my mom when I'm not there that she needed help with, okay? And, you know, I'm sure he knows that there's a uh, smoked fish, you know, gift mm. coming after that. That's the reward. He gets, you know, he gets the finest in Murray Sturgeon shop smoked salmon as a result of it. But, you know, he shows up. You know, he uh, she makes the call. He shows up. And it's usually for minor things. She had to be on the phone with, like, an insurance company. And she had, she had called him at one point, and it was just, 
you know, when you're on the phone with these people in certain circumstances, if it's complicated, mm-hmm. okay? And so she called up Barry and said, do me a favor. I got to deal with this. Can you come and do this on the phone with me? I'll sit right beside you. I just can't sit on the phone and deal with these people. Boom, he was there in 15 minutes. Hops on the train, goes down. So thanks, man. Uh, my brother, doing fantastic. Just spoke with him this past week. Doing great. So, you know, and the rest of my family is still smoothie coolie, man. My aunt and uncle just came down. They come down for about three, you know, about three months every year. So uh, that means I'm going to have uh, trimmed the stroke or two off my golf handicap by the end of March. My uncle used to be a scratch golfer, scratch, which means you shoot to par, which is fucking ridiculous. And uh, every time I go out and play with him, if we're, you know, we go out and play and we're set up with two other people for a foursome, all right, by about the third hole, whoever we're playing with is asking him for advice. That's great. Yeah, you think I should? You think I should? You know, think I should loosen up the grip on this? You think I should use the nine iron and not the, you know, and not the wedge on this one? You know, let it roll by the third hole. Okay, and he's great with that too. He loves it. Uh oh, we got calls coming in. So you know, and the rest of my family is all doing well. I've got uh, my aunt and uncle, you know, down here. My cousins are doing well. My cousin Jack got married to a uh, super cool chick named Kristen. I was just uh, up in Philly for that in October. So you know. I'm fucking, I got gratitude out the yin-yang, pal. That's awesome. Gratitude out the yin-yang. And it's 4.30 on the dot right now. That's what that was. It was the, the 4.30, 4:30 on the dot. Yeah. How you like them apples, huh? You're going to have to put up with the with the final song because. I got it. You know? We can do it. You're doing good, man? I'm doing All great. Right Everything's world. wonderful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your skating's going well. You're talking to me about Family, skating. Family, friends, and Florida. Yeah. Family, mm. friends, and Florida. Bo's got yeah. two daughters. We bitch about Florida, but, uh, you know, there's no fence, so we're free to leave, and we choose to be here. Yeah. And, you know, like at this time of year, I mean, it's a cloudy day today. but Yeah, but it's nice. The temperature's really temperature's nice out there. Good. Nice breeze. Yeah. You can open your windows mm. in the car. And it's, and it's not bad cloudy. It's not like dark cloudy. No, 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 just, no. Uh, just sunscreen. But cloudy. it's just beautiful down here right yeah. now. So you yes, know, it is. I'm super. But I'm I'm just I am chock We're doing full. Great. Oh, gratitude, man! I am chock full of it. Seventy nine in the books, baby. Woot! I'm going to come back. I don't know when. Hopefully in two weeks. But we'll see. I got a lot of stuff on the plate. Right. So you know, we usually would. You know, we we'll started doing the show play every it by week. Year. Yeah, and then we were doing every two weeks. And every once in a while, you know, things get busy. It's the season. Yeah, but you know what? I make sure. Okay, that if there's extra time, okay, then I, I put that, you know, it's, I put the extra effort in during that time. Rock and roll. You know? So, man, you know, all right. that's it. That's it, baby. Was, you know, Let's do it. All I can hope for is that next year is just a little bit better. That's all. The, How can it not be? Well, yeah. I don't know. Look, I, you I know. Mean, look, we survived a year with this guy here. So. Yeah, I know. You know hey. Yeah. Hey. It's one done. That's uh, everything. It. I'm grateful like, we're not uh, nuked. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Everything that that I talked about on the show today put a smile on my face except for the Nina Simone thing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's pretty yeah. good. You know, I can't be perfect. Who amongst us is perfect? That's right. All right? But everything else puts a huge smile on my face. And my friendship with you, having you in the studio next to me for every single show I've done. Right back It's up. not my show. It's our show. You know? And I'm super grateful. That, you know, and you continue, that's the thing, you continue to show me all the stuff, you know, like how to do that mixing thing with Soundforge now. Mm-hmm. I, you, this guy over sure, here, George, tell him our trade secrets. A, sure. A font <laughs> of radio knowledge, man. You're the real pro here, pal. Yep. All right, we're going to get you out of here with the same song that I get you out of here with every year. 
It's the Beatles doing the word. As always, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom. City of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.